You know what we should do? We should start this show with a little, let's see if we can do, let's see what's this one. Good morning, and welcome to uh, your new weather good. update. No. We've got several inches <laughs> of frozen precipitation on the ground, and it's still coming down. Steve That's Goody right. Winter Music, he's also the uh, writer and performer for our theme song, Driving at Home with Patty Vasquez. Wait, let's try this one. I'll stop that and do a little of this. How's that? got run over by a hybrid Walking through the Whole Foods parking lot Dang, he said that engine sure is quiet And that turned out to be his final thought The driver did not see him coming Till through the windshield Grandpa sailed She said at first she thought what hit her was just a giant flying cursing bag of kale Soon the whole town was a Twitter With a cautionary tale Speculating in a whisper Should the driver or the car be sent to jail Grandpa got run over by a hybrid Walking through the Whole Foods parking lot Dang, he said that engine sure is quiet As he dropped three jugs of soy milk that he just bought The coroner said that Grandpa's arteries were squeaky clean He went so far as to declare him The healthiest dead guy he'd ever seen They interviewed my Uncle Buddy the local news at 10 he said well yeah we're gonna miss him but that's the way he would have wanted to have went grandpa got run over by a hybrid walking through the whole foods parking lot dang he said that engine sure is quiet quiet as the hydroponic farm that he just bought that's uh, Steve Goody and Bradley Tassel with Grandpa Got Run Over by <laughs> Prius. I never really got the joy of the uh, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, but uh, I think people, as Joan was mentioning earlier, there's uh, some call to have, for the love of everything that is good, please have uh, more Christmas songs so we can replace some of the uh, ones that get played over and over. Although, I love the classics. I am a Bing Crosby, Andy Williams, uh, Rosemary Clooney, Judy Garland uh, fan, Nat King Cole. Those are some of my favorites. Let's open up the phone lines because we, uh, for the first hour, let's uh, do a little bit of roundup of what's going on in the news. Also want to find out what's on your mind. And at 5.30, we're going to do First Timer Friday. We've got some great gift cards to give away. So at 5.30, if you've never called my show before, not that if you've never called any show here at WCPT, but if you haven't had the chance or uh, the mood hasn't struck you, we would love to hear from you. And we have some great gift cards uh, from local businesses and some some national businesses, too, that have graciously sponsored the show. So we would love to give you a holiday gift. I'm a little festive. Uh, 
Paul, I will I will admit it's a little hot in here for everything I'm wearing, including the uh, Santa hat, the uh, Christmas sweater. I might just do Santa hat and T-shirt, and then I've got the light-up lights. How, are you feeling festive this holiday season? I don't have your mic up. Let me see. Let me try this. Go ahead. Uh, no. I'm feeling yeah, festive, yeah. You're feeling yeah, festive? We'll go with that. You are. What's making you feel festive? Movies, food, decorating? It's always the the music, but it's also like family being home and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Who's home for the holidays? Yep, yeah, one of our uh, stepsons or one of my stepsons is home from uh, the army this uh, this Christmas. Oh, wonderful! Where where is he based out of? Fort Campbell in uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. Okay, that's great. How long is he back in town for? Three weeks. <gasps> that's fantastic! Congratulations on that. Yes, that would definitely and maybe that's it. I, I mean, my son's home, but he he lives on the south side, so it's not really. I'm kind of I cheat when it comes to that. Doesn't he like go to school locally too? That's what I was saying. He goes to U Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I, I I'm a cheater there. So I someday. That it is the greatest thing when uh, you have somebody you haven't, especially your kids. I mean that that is huge. Oh, I'm so excited for you. That's Thank one. You. What Thank are the you. plans for the uh, for the holidays? I'm, I'm going to be working here for the for Christmas, but uh, on the Tuesday afterwards, we're going to go to my mom's house and do like a big family thing. Really? Yeah. Well, maybe I'll come by. I, we're doing a replay. We'll be replaying uh, my interview with Clayton Harris, who's running for Cook County State's Attorney. I thought it would be a good interview to have. Uh, really interesting background. But maybe I'll come and just do the last hour, half hour live. So you're not, unless you don't want anybody no, here. No, no, no. But by all means, you're more than welcome <laughs> to do your show on Christmas. No, no. But me, you know, so you're not like it's just. I, I would I think you should have some joy. I mean, I'm sure maybe you'll have joy. You don't need me here. I don't know. Don't we'll go out of your way for me. I'm two but blocks I'd be more away, than dude. Happy to see you. I'm a couple blocks away. I okay. can <laughs> I can come through the door for half an hour. Is all I'm saying. I can take cool. I can take a break. I, we're doing a very small. Are you having a big uh, event like on Christmas Eve or? Uh, no, so like Christmas Eve. I think Christmas night. The wife is having some people over for dinner, and they're going to save a plate for me. Christmas Eve, kind of keeping it chill, and then yeah. doing like you know drinks and Santa Claus at night. Yes, you know? and then um, like I said, the Tuesday afterwards, like at my mom's house, we're doing like catered food and Ooh. like you know the whole extended family, that sort of thing. Oh, that's great! I love it. That, that's the thing is the energy of it. I have. Do you have any rituals? Because mine is watching uh, Bad Mom's Christmas while uh, wrapping pet presents, drinking red wine, and eating Cheetos. Which, by the way. Cheetos, not great for wrapping presents, but it's something that I'm stuck on because I really, I don't know. If only orange was like a festive Christmas color because then you could use that as an excuse. Everyone's like, why is there cheese powder dust on my, or on the inside of my package? I don't it's, know. it's glitter. Yeah. Oh, that's, uh, glitter can be very fun on those wrapping papers too. But do you have any rituals? Like are there certain movies or certain festivities? I, I, I guess like. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation okay. is always kind of the number one movie <laughs> to watch and quote. I mean, you know, there, there's not a Christmas Eve dinner that goes by without doing the Aunt Bethany Pledge of Allegiance oh and, you know, just saying all your favorite quotes and whatnot. Well, so we watch it for the first time. I don't know if it was last. It was definitely like in the last couple of years we watched it together as a family. For the first time? For the first. Well, as a family. I mean, I think I'd seen bits of it. I mean, it's so outrageous. But I also want to say there's so much nostalgia for Chicagoans because they're at Marshall Fields. They're you know downtown Chicago, right? Is that yeah, is, yeah, yeah? He's yeah. got yeah downtown, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm mixing a couple of movies. There's one that Ben Affleck made too that also is like downtown Chicago. But yes, so National Lampoon because he's shopping, right? Yeah, and, yeah, and, and it's like woman, the lingerie sales yeah, lady. It gets a little too erotic. He's trying to sell to him. Yeah, I just know that when the I, I posted this and it just came up in my time hop that uh, that the uh, somebody in the house I don't know if it was Griffin or my mom or Steve someone said well gerbling doesn't even seem practical as a as a 
as an action. Apparently, gerbiling is in that. Someone mentions a gerbil. No uh, way. I guess. I don't know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how it came up, but these are the kinds of conversations. I mean, there's a lot going on in that movie, whether it's the uh, the art. I mean, Randy Quaid is quite the spectacle in that movie, is all I'm saying. And and in life, apparently. So it works out very yeah, he's well. he's a little crazier in life. <laughs> it's it's crazy that crazy. Cousin Eddie seems normal compared to Randy Quaid these yeah. days. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I we enjoyed it. We had a lot of big... It's it, I love, love, love slapstick. I am a sucker for slapstick. Plus, if you're going to have Julia Louis-Dreyfus before she was huge, I mean, she's great in that movie as the neighbor. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of elements of that movie that I, I, I enjoy tremendously. Excellent. That's a good one. Yeah, I, I don't know what we we're trying to watch. Uh, we we've been watching some old movies that no one's ever heard of. There's one called "It Happened on Fifth Avenue," about this uh, homeless guy who every year for three years has been sneaking into the mansion of this billionaire who summers in Virginia or something, and he kind of ends up collecting some of the people like other homeless people, and they're living. It's kind of a it's kind of a sweet. It was supposed to be a Frank Capra movie, but he passed on it to make some movie called um, "It's a Wonderful Life." I've heard of that. <laughs> So it's it's just it's kind of interesting. I'm like, how have I never heard of this? Apparently, it sort of disappeared, and people uh, were plead, pleading with uh, TCM Turner Classic Movies, and they've been airing it since 2009 now. So there never you. heard of it. Any um, any <laughs> actors that a millennial like myself no, would have heard of? Not a single actor in this movie that you. I didn't. I mean, I watch old movies all the time, and I'm like, oh, that guy was in. You know, like one person that had been in uh, Swing Time with Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers, Victor Moore, and a couple. I mean, some actors that you might recognize, but no, no, no names that you're like, oh, that's no. Not at all. Okay. Maybe that's part of why it went away, I guess. But it's sort of sad. It's a really lovely movie. So yeah, it, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, that it happened on Fifth Avenue. And then uh, the, there's another one with Barbara Stanwyck and Fred McMurray. And by the way, we can give away a prize if no, someone knows what the movie is with Fred McMurray and Barbara Stanwyck. I'll just give you a little bit of the plot. She plays a, uh, a thief. And Fred, Mc, Fred McMurray is the prosecutor, and he decides to go easy on her for the holidays and takes actually ends up taking her home. The, the, the 1930s and 40s version, like their screwball and their story, like there were so many movies where people were engaged by, you know, the end of a weekend or, you know, all and the quickness with which people are like, oh, we're getting married was very strange. But the plot lines, um, really ex- extraordinary in their fantastical nature, I would say. And I think, like, it happened on Fifth Avenue made me think, have there been movies with the contrast, the sort of, I guess, uh, higher like platitudes to how we can be better people? Like It's a Wonderful Life, all the Frank Capra movies, Meet John Doe, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. I was trying to think, are there movies where the, the that we... That not just we learn something, but the people grow in the movie, you know, and change somehow uh, their ways a little bit. Because the only thing I can think of where there's a like comeuppance of a billionaire, the last one I can think of is Trading Spaces. I can't think of enough, but that seems more revenge because in the at the end, Donna Michi, Ralph Bellamy end up paying for their sins. They don't like have a change of heart and help people, which I kind of liked about it happened on Fifth Avenue. Oh, do you spoiler. consider Trading Spaces a prequel to Coming to America because of Donna Michi and the other guy? <laughs> Getting uh, getting that coin from Eddie Murphy. Oh, I've heard of this this theory. It's, it's one throwaway scene where they're like yeah. two homeless guys, and and uh, Prince Akeem throws them some change or something, and they're like, "We're back." Oh my! Wow, good memory. You are a movie guy. Here and there, yeah. I got good news for you. At six o'clock, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have Leo Brady and Mike Crowley, both movie reviewers, to talk about their top movies of the year and holiday movies.
movies. I've been watching uh, horror holiday movies. That's the kind of mood I've been in. So that's why I'm trying to be festive. I got the lights in the hat. But we've been watching things like Violet Night and Krampus and Black Christmas. Yeah. Have you seen any of those? No, I haven't. I recommend all of them. The Violent Night sounded interesting. Didn't that come out like a year ago? It's on Netflix. Okay. It's on okay. Netflix, and it stars the uh, actor who portrays Hopper on uh, Stranger Things. Hooper. Hopper? Hopper. That's right. Trying to think. Yeah, uh, David, um, why can't I think of See? his name now? Exactly. I know who you're that's, talking that's about. That's so sad. He's I should great. know his name. But he's, David he's Harbour? Really... Yes, that sounds right. Excellent. Yes, I, I enjoyed it. If you, if you, it's sort of an adult uh, Home Alone yeah, <laughs> it is. And they even they don't they don't even they're not they don't shy away from it. They set it up at the beginning of the movie. The little girl says she watched it for the first time and she loved it. And then by the end, she's incorporating stuff. So I really enjoyed that. A lot. I mean, there's some. Did you like Hot Fuzz? Yeah, yeah, I did. I would compare a little bit to Hot Fuzz. Right. Because it's sort of that that contrast in Hot Fuzz, it's that contrast of humor and violence and sort of. And it's a little bit of that in Violent Night, because, I mean, some of these kills are ridiculous. I mean, exactly. I mean, they're so absurd. And I, I don't know how to explain this to folks who hate violent movies and gory deaths in movies, because I recommended Hot Fuzz when I was traveling last this past summer. And as I'm watching, I'm like, oh, this is really I mean, there's so much gore in that movie. Right? But I think if you can detach yourself from that and just say that it's just a movie, it's, yes. it can be enjoyable. They, they, but I know some people are a little squeamish when it comes to that. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Let's take a break here. The phone lines are open. We're hanging out with Paul Shavari. Uh, you'll hear his voice when you call in. He'll answering the phones. I've got to figure out how. Is this your wallpaper, by the way, on the screen? The No, I, I don't know who's I'm going to fix is, this I, in I think a that's, Isn't that Scrat from like SNL Muppets like, no, way back in the day? No, this is actually the little uh, the little animal on Jabba the Hutt's lap in uh, Return, oh, of the, okay, okay. Return of the yeah, Jedi. I, I didn't put that up But there. the thing is, like his nose, it's like glistening. Listening and it, so I'm trying to I, I I'm trying to find I'm like the weekend host I get it if you want to change it when you're here now I got to figure out how to change it I'm here five days a week and I got to look at this shiny puppet it's it like it looks snotty and so I'm gonna put uh, Bill uh, Bull Durham there's a picture of uh, and my husband texted this I don't know if it's too mean but it's uh, Bull Durham holding um, Kevin Costner holding the moldy uh, shower slippers yeah yeah when you get to the show. You can wear moldy shower slippers. When you get to the show, you can put the wallpaper up like this. But until then, <laughs> just a slop. Let me take a break here. We'll come back. We'll continue our conversation on WCPT 820 Heartland Signal. I'm your host, Patty Vasquez, and we're driving it home till 7. More in a moment. Hey there, it's your guy, Warren Price, from European and U.S. Collision Repair, a division of Technicraft Body Shops. We specialize in automobile and truck repair as well as normal automobile maintenance. With our highly skilled technicians and environmentally friendly materials, we strive for quality. Call 773-248-1200, that's 773-248-1200, or europeanus.com. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. I want to, uh, I'm going to take some calls in a moment. I know that we've got some folks on hold. Thank you so much for being patient. I, I want to go uh, off of something that Joan was uh, wrapping up her show uh, with gratitude and a little bit of music. I, I want to say that I am so incredibly grateful to be here. I'm honored and um, humbled uh, that you have uh decided to join us. So many of you who listen every day, join the conversation, are so passionate about our democracy, uh, as Joan said, are well-informed. And for me personally, uh, when I came to WCPT, I, I was very, I was recovering, I guess is the best way 
to put it, from an incredibly toxic workplace that I came from. Uh, I was I was also a little I was how do I put this? Um, sometimes hesitant, I think, to be myself, to know what direction to go in, because I had previously been in a more moderate to conservative radio station, and I had to be measured in the way I expressed my opinions. I never even actually said I was a Democrat. Uh, and people knew uh, based on my conversations and, and the kinds of uh, fights I was willing to take on, in particular against Governor Rauner when he made horrendous cuts to social services across the state of Illinois. And I've come at this uh, at talking about politics from that point of view of no, feeling and knowing, actually, that there are programs uh, that the government provides that we pay for that do help people. And by helping those people, make our community stronger, make our, our country better. And whether it's for senior services, public education, health care, uh, providing support for individuals with disabilities, it makes us better and stronger when we are making those investments. And there are people, not only in Springfield, but we know federally, who simply do everything they possibly can to make life harder for people who are most at risk for falling through the cracks or not having that safety net, uh, not having uh, the resources to pay for school or health care, really, uh, who are are, are not just living paycheck to paycheck, but are living every single day in fear of losing their homes, of not being able to provide a future for themselves and their children. And I, I know that our government is not perfect. I know that we have a lot of flaws. That's not deni- that's undeniable, clearly. But we are capable of so much. We've shown it over and over again. And uh, and I'm here to continue having these conversations with you. And I know that you've helped me know that there are people uh, who are willing to stand and tell the truth and, and and stand up for what is right. So thank you so much for joining us on this journey and, and being here with me and helping me recover from uh, just a horrible, horrible, horrible uh, previous experience. I, I, I've never felt more comfortable, more confident, more cared about, whether it's the, uh, the the friends and family we have here at WCPT or the calls that we and the conversations we have with you. So thank you. Uh, I wanted to reiterate what Joan was talking about at the end of her show. And with that in mind, let's get to our phone calls. And don't forget, at 5.30, we have First Timer Friday. So if you've never called the show, we have some great gifts to get, give away. And I'll tell you more about that when we uh, come up on the uh, bottom of the hour let's get to dynamo dave in duluth hey dynamo dave I, before before we have our, our political oh. conversation can i ask you a question um do, sure. do you watch any of the fargo seasons on on uh, hulu at all or fx no i've never i've never had a chance to watch that i, I don't watch a whole lot of tv actually so and, and did you ever so I, I don't know how it compares to the movie well, it's similar um, it's very similar stupid criminals doing violent things is the best way to put it yeah yeah Oh, okay. It's very. Corn Brothers are they producers? Or? No, I don't believe they are. Uh, there's a oh, Noah okay. Hawley who is just. It's a mm-hmm. really good storytelling, and some of it happens. I know in, in Duluth and in other Bemidji, uh, other parts of Minnesota. Oh. Yeah. Is it is it actually filmed? In the, I, in the I, Minnesota? I don't know that it is. I would imagine parts mm-hmm. of it are. And there's such great cast members right. in each season. Uh, I know this season has John Hamm and Lamar Morris. Uh, first season has Billy Bob Thornton mm-hmm. and Colin Hanks, mm-hmm. just to name. Oh, and Bob Odenkirk is in the first season. Uh, oh. It's it's well, really, now you've really... <laughs> 
Uh-oh. You really piqued my interest now. <laughs> Tell me about all that talent. And, oh. Wow, no, i got to check it out now. The casts are extra every single season. I, I would say my favorite is two. This is my order. Season two, season one, season four, season three. But I haven't watched season five yet, so we'll see how that comes. So, oh, anyway. well, thanks for letting me know about that. Yeah. I'd heard about it, but I didn't know. I never had anybody recommend it to me. Oh. I don't know if you're the first to tell me. Really, well, I, I would be, it, when you get a chance, I would be curious. I'll, I'll look, do some research and see mm-hmm. if they film uh, film the series. It looks, it, wherever it is, it's very cold mm-hmm. and a lot of trees. That's all I know. Oh, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. By the way, uh, that guy, what is it, Cameron? The guy that did, uh, James, was it James Cameron, the Titanic? Apparently, he's scouting locations in the loop for some sort of film. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's the. For season four, almost all of it is actually, season four is the only one, almost all of it is filmed in Chicago. Uh, because it's ah. it's supposed to take place in Kansas, in Kansas City, so mm. they they couldn't find enough buildings, enough blocks where there were uh, there was enough architecture that reflected the time period of the 1950s. Right, right. Whereas Chicago is rich with that. Duluth yep. is rich with that architecture too. Yeah. Uh, Calgary. Cool. I apologize. Calgary, Alberta. Uh, are some of the locations for seasons one, three, and five. What? I know. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have told Man. you that. Now you're going to be mad. We want a made in America. We want made in America. You're going to angry watch anyway. it now, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be so angry. No, I'm okay with that. Uh, thank you. Canadians are fine people. Yes. Eh? Yeah. Eh? Uh, can I say hoser on the radio? Yes, you can. Uh, hoser. Hoser. Okay. hoser. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> not no. you. Um, no, not you either. Well, none of your listeners. But by the way, happy holidays to you, your staff, everybody at your station, and everybody in Chicagoland. Thank you, and happy um, holidays to everyone in your neck of the woods, literally in Minnesota, <laughs> Duluth in particular. You wanted to call <laughs> about uh, President Biden's candidacy? Well, I wanted to answer your question on uh, Fred and Mary Barbara Spanner. Oh, okay. I didn't Google it, but I think I think that was the prequel to the My Three Sons. Wasn't that the movie that was the prequel to My Three Sons? <laughs> it is great to see Fred McMurray pop up in a movie, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 it's really cool. You know, you know, see those actors when they did other roles. Yeah, and, you know, playing a father. Three well, boys or whatever. And yeah. Barbara Stanwyck is truly one of the greatest actresses of all time. And, of course, oh. also went to television. She was on uh, Big Valley. I'm, I don't know if there were, I'm sure yeah. there were other TV series, but she was incredible. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. I think, uh, what's his name, that actor uh, that was married to Natalie Wood, I think he said he lost his, uh, you know what, uh, virginity to her. Yeah. <laughs> he played some young actor. Wow. No, well, I don't know if that's true. They had an affair. Oh. For a while, I don't. She was married. Well, yeah, she was married to that guy. That uh, the guy that uh, what was his name? He uh, he's an all those romances. You know, he was like a Tyrone Power type, but I forget his name. Mm. She was married to him, and they had a fire. They had a house fire, and he I think he died of cancer, or alcohol poisoning. Yeah. Anyway, I can't remember his name, but you can. Well, you're, you're the mo- I, I master of Google. You'll look it up. Uh, Robert Taylor. Yeah, but Robert- that was her. That was. Robert. Yeah, Robert Taylor, you know, yeah. yeah, he was... Oh, and Frank Faye. Yeah, yeah, she was yeah. married to Frank Faye as well. I did not know that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. That was when she was probably 16 or something. Yeah, right? Kind of like Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> she, they, you know, a lot of these actresses, they had like a really early on marriage, like Marilyn Monroe and stuff. Oh, anyway, yeah. uh, so, yeah, moving right along to yes. uh, the... I was going to ask you, um, 
You know, do you remember, okay, this last congressional election, I went over that was a year and a half. Yeah, right. And uh, Gen Z, the, the, the analysts, they gave a lot of credit to Gen Z for getting out the uh, Democratic vote so that there wasn't truly a big red wave. It always thought, man, uh, Congress, now there's, what, not much of a difference in, what is it, six-vote difference between the red and blue. Um, mm. And uh, so Gen Z, so Gen Z. And then they got a couple of wars going on. And then, you know, when you and I were growing up, you had uh, John Lennon running around saying, give peace a chance, you know. It was kind of, well, a little bit before me and you as far as generation. Well, you were only born in the 90s. But anyway, <laughs> but it was well a little played, bit. my friend. <laughs> but still, still, I know. Anyway, but it's like, okay, it's like, uh, I, you know, baby boomers or whatever. It's like, we're supposed to be the peace people, the peace people. And last person I ran as a president as a peace candidate was, who, what, uh, Kucinich? Oh, right. Can have a department David yep. But back to, but so Joe, okay, so Joe Biden, if you remember back in when he ran in 2020, he said, uh, uh, he was on a stage, this is right before all the candidates consolidated except for Bernie Sanders, but it was, uh, he was on a stage in Michigan with Governor Whitner and Senator Kamala Harris and Senator Cory Booker, and he said, I'm, I view myself as a bridge. These folks here are the future, he's, you know, he's right. the people, you know, three people he shared the stage with. It's like, okay. Uh, well, I, I don't. And, and he. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I recall that. Well, I recall I, him saying that, that he he wanted to, you know, essentially the way I, I interpreted that those comments was that he wanted to, you know, he felt that he was the one that could beat Trump. And then once we were able to stabilize things, he knew that these these folks should be taking over the reins of the party. I don't think anyone could have right. seen January 6th coming and what we what has happened in the last three years. Oh, so you think that's kind of they closed ranks because of that, the January 6th. I think I think that that's had, had a major impact. Oh, okay. You're right. Said, I, I think, you know, because the Gen Z, they're the folks, you know, if they ever pick up the phone to take a poll, they're the ones that seems like, you know, the younger generations, they're like, hey, this guy, well, he is kind of the most, except for Joe Lieberman, he's kind of like was the most conservative uh, Democrat in the Senate. There wasn't a war yeah. that that guy didn't like or right. a proxy war. And, and he was put on the ticket with Obama to balance it so, you know, whatever people want. And then he, you remember, in, in 2019, he spoke before those, uh, some rich uh, supporters in New York saying, uh, oh, nothing's going to change, you know, as far as, don't worry as far as uh, the taxes and all this other stuff. We're not going to, we're not going to stick it to you. I, I can't remember the exact quote. Right. You can Google it. But basically you're saying, you know, Things are just going to kind of remain the same, kind of under me. You know, you don't have to worry, basically. What he's saying is like, well, and that's not what people really want, you know. Democrats got rid of the word liberal and claimed they're progressive. And it's like, well, come right. on. He's not progressive. Uh, and I get it. He's kind of in a double bind. Right. But at the same time, it's like, I wish he, you know, it's like, is he going to have his... LBJ moments, you know, to realize that he may, yeah. if Trump's the other guy, if Trump's the other guy, he may not make it, you know what I mean? Or whatever. I don't know. 
Yeah. As far as I, 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 and I, I, I know what you're talking about because I, I, my son is uh, farther to the left of me and gets frustrated that mm-hmm. there aren't more uh, vocal progressives my age and older that are. I mean, Bernie obviously is a progressive and we of of right. of the same uh, age range mm-hmm. as President Biden. I, what mm-hmm. I saw and I think that people were drawn to was that I will bring this country back to normalcy. That's what you know. We didn't wake up every mm-hmm. single day going, "Oh my right. God, what did the right. you know, what did the guy tweet from his toilet at four a.m.?" <laughs> right? What stupid? Yeah, things, no, right. what, yeah what what dictator mm-hmm. idolatry is he going to have today? You know, what is he going to wake up and say that he loves Putin, which he still does? Uh, so I think I, I think mm-hmm. that that's what he was saying, yeah. and I think he and yeah. his aides, everyone around him, feels that he needs to do that one more time, and that's that's where I think mm-hmm. they're coming from. Well, I was just wondering. Well, you you know you make good points. And I understand why he was the guy and that the like, corporate Democrats all lying behind him as far as, you know, Klobuchar and the rest falling out. But um, but I just wonder is, you know, he's a bridge, but when does that bridge end? You know, <laughs> when does he get to the end of the bridge? That's all. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think this is it. This is definitely it. We know for sure this will be it regardless. Right, right. Yeah. Because uh, unless they change the, uh, we're, we're thank you for taking sure. my call. We're adding a few yeah. more, a few more, uh, you know, blocks of bridge, uh, and then hopefully we'll get yeah, to the there other you side. Go. Yeah, yeah, that's all we yeah. need. All right. Now, hopefully, you. it's not a bridge too far from. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's. Uh, let, I agree with that too. Have a great night. Thank you yeah. so much, Dynamo all Dave. Right. Say hi to Thank everybody. You. Happy Delo. holidays. Yeah. Happy holidays. Uh, let's take a break here. I've got some uh, call. We got an answer to the name of the Stan McMurray movie, and we have someone on the line for First Timer Friday. And you are also invited to join us. Seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. If you've never called, now is the time to do it. Uh, we have gift gift cards from Gindo's Spice of Life Hot Sauce over by there in St. Charles. Brown Brown Sugar Bakery right here in Chicago. Crave Brothers Farm said Cheese of Waterloo, Wisconsin. Sam's Famous Salsa of Naperville. Timeless Toys right here in Chicago. Rollicking Buckaroo Pepper Jam and Seasoning Blends of Evanston. Always love seeing our friends at the holiday, all the neighborhood markets. Hungry Monkey Baking Company of Lake Forest. Now also available. Their banana bread is in some of the jewels near you. Uve Kitchen and Wine Bar. Who doesn't love of a charcuterie board with some wine. I love it. I've never seen one I haven't loved. And our friends at Boot Tights. Go to BootTights.com and stock up on some great socks, some great leg wear, uh, all good stuff. So those are some of the gift cards that we'll be giving away in just a moment on WCPT 820. Heartland Signal, the number 773-763-9278. More after this. Hi, this is Kirk Bankstead from the Monaco Brewing Company, and I sell progressive beer like AOC IPA and Bernie Brew, a lovingly irascible Democratic Socialist lager. A percentage of the proceeds of every beer I sell goes to helping keep Wisconsin blue and driving the Trump cult out of our state. Enjoy a great craft beer and help your dysfunctional neighbor to the north get its democracy back. Buy yours at Beer on Central in Evanston, D&D Finer Foods in Evanston, Rogers Park Provisions, Provisions Uptown, and Beer Shop Oak part must be 21 please drink responsibly patty vasquez is taking your calls now at 773-763-9278 driving it home with patty vasquez now on wcpt 820 it is time for First Timer Friday, 773-763-9278. And I also said I would give away one of these gift cards if someone could tell me the name of the movie, the Christmas-type movie that starred, because there are several, I realize now, that star Barbara Stanwyck and Fred McMurray, considering they made four films together. Uh, <laughs> George, Southside George, which movie do you think I'm talking about? 
Well, before we get to that, yes. Feliz Navidad y Prospero Año Nuevo, chiquita. Gracias, mi amigo. Y tú también. Um, the movie is absolutely entertaining, charming. Yes. And it's warm, and you'll even feel a few tears at certain places. The first time I saw this actually was last Christmas season. And a couple of nights ago, I think they were getting ready to run it on TCM because um, Mankiewicz was uh, talking about it. Yeah. And it sounded like he was getting ready to rev up the projector and run it. But I had uh, things to do and had to go out, so I didn't didn't get to watch. Should have recorded it if I'd been thinking. But I can't recommend it highly enough. It's every bit in the same ballpark as It's a Wonderful Life. Yes. It really is. And, um, and it, as heartwarming yes. as the 1960s version of a Peanuts Charlie Brown Christmas and the original How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and more re- recently, even though it's now like 30 years ago, was the first Home Alone movie. Right. My friend uh, Adam Selzer, who I don't know if he'll be on Whiskey and a Cookie tonight. I hope he is. He Every year he does a tour he, you know, of, of live Facebook live tour of where the, you know, the area where the Home Alone sets were, the locations. I didn't realize that the entire, all the interiors were built in a gymnasium at a high school out in the North Shore. Well, well, yeah, actually, um, when John Hughes was making that series of movies that were set in the North Shore, he took over a closed down high school as a studio space. Wow. And that's where they, they I'm trying to remember, I think it was Nutria West, if I'm not mistaken. I that believe right. it's back in business now as an operating school, but it was I- ideal for him. Yeah. Um, and the, uh, I'm not going to say the name of the street because. Yeah. Um, Having once upon a time been a limo driver and had to honor many requests to take people <laughs> to the home alone house, yeah, I know yeah. exactly where it is. Yeah. And I've taken lots of pictures of people in the front of the house, yeah. including a senior Japanese banker who told me that grandchildren tell me if I don't come back with picture of home alone house, <laughs> grandpa, don't come home. That's really funny. Have you, did you, yeah. have we talked before? Did you ever drive for AMS limousine? No. Okay. That, just... Ams, Ams was... Um, Before your time? <laughs> no, Ams was not, but we'll just say they were a competitor. They were another company. Yeah, my dad and, My dad uh, drove, and I, I was actually, I took reservations at Ams when my, my dad got me a job there. Really? Yeah. Oh. My dad was an Ams limo driver. Well, you're a limo industry sister. I am. Cats off to you. Yeah, every time I see a, I see a Lincoln Town car, my dad drove, uh, eventually got his own livery. He had a... a, a a Crown Vic, a 91 Crown Vic, and it was Patrician Livery. He named it after me. Beautiful. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And it, and it, and it, uh, it sounds so totally classy. And, of course, uh, the, the name and honors is a very classy lady, so perfect. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, um, do you, have you also seen, get, yes, go ahead, back to the movies. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, to get to the movie, the name of it was Remember the Night. Yes, excellent. Yes. Starring Barbara Stanwyck, Fred McMurray, and Beulah Bondi. 
Yes, outstanding. And I have to say one more thing about this movie uh, because I was I just, we keep TCM on pretty much all the time during the holidays, uh, Turner Classic Movies, and that scene with her mom, like the way they d- even dealt with like trauma and like that she's like this because she was so in part because her mother was so horrible. Remember, her mother's very uh, religious, yeah, yeah, just really hard on her and uh, disowns her and all that. So, yeah, it was it was real. And he see like again, I love the way uh, it's Preston Surges uh, who Sturges who wrote wrote the movie, also wrote The Lady Eve and, and other classics. Uh, but like, I, I really enjoy seeing the growth, right? I mean, I know we have a lot of movies like that, but they, there's such a straight line of, you know, here are the elements that help this person kind of see the light, I guess. I love that. Yeah, and there was also, um, so that it wasn't too sappy, Yes, you've got two former Hoosiers who <laughs> made their lives in New York City, so they've had to toughen up a lot. And there's a lot of dialogue in there that's sharp yes. and urban. You know? Yeah. Because New York, New York people don't roll over for nobody. Yeah. And uh, they're in your face. Yeah. And, and that's the way they wrote it. But the uh, the scenes with her mother were heartbreaking because yeah. they were so real and yes. so well done. But on the other hand, the scenes with his family uh, just filled your heart with joy and made you want to weep. Right? Exactly. Right? I agree. It's a wonderful movie, folks. Both George, Southside George and I are recommending uh, Remember the Night. And George, you've got to see it happen on Fifth Avenue. I think you will also enjoy that that film. All right. All right. We'll look for it. Excellent. Have a wonderful holiday, my friend. And uh, hang on the line. And Paul's going to grab your information so we can send out a gift card for you, okay? Thank you very much. Gracias. My pleasure. De nada, mi amigo. Take care. Let's get to bye bye. Let's get to Denise, who is a first time caller. Hi, Denise. Thank you so much for joining us. Where are you calling? What neighborhood are you uh, calling from? Chatham. Chatham. Thank you for hanging out with us. When, how long have you been listening to WCPT? Oh, I've been listening for a year. I have to be honest, Patty. At first, I was a little unsure. Uh-huh. You took over the time zone of somebody that I really liked. It you know, really listening to, mm-hmm. but I've listened to you since you've been on and I am so happy that you're in this time slot. Oh, I, I'm, I'm really grateful to hear that. Thank you so much. I love being here. It's like I said, it's absolutely an honor. And, and look, I don't, I'm the same way, you know, this is a very intimate format to have these conversations, to be in your homes and your cars, in your ears. And when you like somebody, it, they're part of your life. And so I, I, I understand. I've been you. I've been the same way. So thank you for giving me a chance, Denise. I really appreciate it. And I, I've been an advocate for children with special needs and children with disabilities. And so when I heard you talking about that horrible ex-governor, whose name I won't repeat. Right. Um, it was I terrible. was just like, yeah. we're on the same page. Yeah. I spent a lot of time advocating for, you know, reinstating funding for programs that he had just slashed almost yeah. to nothing. Yeah. And... and with no idea about the consequences of what that would mean to children and families. 
I, I, my, so this was something I, when I mentioned that I was coming out of a toxic workplace, that was something I tried to impress upon the people at WGN was that what he was doing was absolutely devastating families and individuals across the state of Illinois. We will never be able to capture how, how horrible it was for people, how many people died, how many people left the industry of, of, of providing support, how many families, you know, became bankrupt. Well, I, there, you know, I was trying to figure out a way to reach out to folks and find out what their stories were. I remember there was one caregiver who went for seven weeks showing up knowing he was not going, he did not get paid for almost three months. Uh, and he showed up every single day because he knew that his, the person he cared for would not survive without him. Uh, people, right. people closed their doors. They, they folded permanently. Some of these folks never came back to the industry. And to your point, it's been hard to get that money back into the services across the state of Illinois. We're trying very hard. Oh, I know. And, and I, I just I'm so happy to hear that you have that perspective. You bring people on that really um, kind of give different perspectives that maybe everybody isn't aware of. So I, I had to call and tell you. My heart. I wasn't sure, but oh. I am one of your biggest boosters now. Oh, thank you, Denise. I I I, I love hearing from you. Um, it, it's it, I'm really uh, touched by your words and your support, and I uh, and I hope that this won't be the last time you call and join us. Okay. I won't. Are you? Uh, do you have big plans for the holidays? Yeah, we're gonna. We usually have uh, family gatherings. Both Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So, wonderful. Um, Be with yeah, friends so and family. I, I, and listen, I'm in the jewel right now, okay. and I was wondering uh-huh. what is the name of, of that um, of the bread that you were talking about, the banana bread. Oh, uh, it is uh, Hungry Monkey. I don't know if they're in all jewels, but hung, but the Hungry Monkey Baking Company. Hungry Monkey oh, Baking right. Company. Yes, that's the name of the uh, company. And that might be one of the, uh, you know, let me mark it. Paul, when you when you uh, get Denise's information, can you put Hungry Monkey Baking Company as a note on there, too? Thank you, Denise. Would you like, is that the one you would like? Oh, thank you. Absolutely. Um, the Brown Sugar Bakery, I, I, I'm okay. very close to. Okay. And I just want to wish you and your family the very merriest, happy holiday, Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa, and Happy New Year. Yeah, all of those things back at you, my friend. And I look forward to hearing from you again. Have a wonderful holiday. Merry Christmas. All right. Take care. Merry Christmas to you. Bye-bye. Oh, that was so sweet, Denise. All right, let me take a break because I almost started crying when she was talking. And I'm smiling through it. Let me take a break and we'll take your calls when we come back because there is news to cover. And Dave, you've got a good point there. Uh, Let's also talk about Wisconsin and the Supreme Court there deciding something major going into 2024 that's going to, I think, is going to make a big difference. More in a moment on WCPT 820, Heartland Signal. Listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez. In your communities in Chicago on WCPT 820. I think I'm going to go right to Dave because sometimes I, I start talking and then he's I have like 30 seconds left and Dave's going to bring up something that, man, can I tell you something really? Uh, I'm not embarrassed. This actor was, when I was a kid, I had a thing for blonde men. I'm just going to tell you that right now, Dave, in Hoffman Estates. Uh, I, I, and you know what? I did not know much about the Dixie flag on the side of the car. Uh, you know, I just, I like that flying car over, you know, getting away from the, you know, the sheriff and the deputy boss hog and John Schneider has lost his ever loving mind, Dave. 
Tell us a little. Tell yes. folks what, what he posted. Go ahead. He had posted that President Biden and even his son, Bo, or not, excuse me, Bo, uh, Hunter, should be hung, publicly hung. Yeah. Which has gotten him in a lot of hot water where Secret Service is. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. And, and I also see where even Fox canceled the press appearance for Snyder the morning after the exit from the Masked Singer over his social media post about President Biden. Says they had no comment wow. in the wake of the Dukes of Hazard star calling on social media for the public executions of President Biden and his son Hunter Biden. Holy cats. Well, I mean, yeah. and here's the thing, folks, for people who are like, oh, it's a again, there's going to be a lot of First Amendment people. Yeah, uh, you can say whatever you want. That doesn't mean there aren't consequences. This is not the government saying you can't do something. It is Secret Service. It's the you know department. It'll be uh, folks who investigate these kinds of things and go, uh, they'll want to know also, you know, what groups are you part of? Who are you having these conversations with? What, I mean, that, you know, there was so much chatter on Twitter about hanging Pence and finding AOC and Pelosi. Right. And, and then what happened next? They That energy, that momentum, they're breaking windows, hitting, I mean, beating police officers with the American flag, spraying them with chemicals. We saw that one officer who was being crushed in the, in the doors. Uh, yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, get him. Get him yep. is what I say. Yep. And I've seen where they, some of these people that were they were trying to say they, that, uh, that that it was Antifa when it was actually Trump supporters. In fact, one of them, I believe, one or two of them are already doing the time for the January 6th uh, attack. But they were trying to say, oh, it's Antifa, Antifa. And they, nope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were just... They were dressed up in black, you know, and well, that balaclava's on. And, and that was all the twisted logic, too, wasn't it? Was that it was Antifa, but it was just a tour. It was just a, you know, tourist that got a little out of hand. So which is it? Was it, was it Antifa on a tour that got out of hand? Or was it insurrectionists that you now want to downplay the violence that they and the destruction that they exacted on our capital in an effort to... Well, like a family, yeah. family friend back when Black Lives Matter kept trying to say, oh, that was... And if I call it Antifa, it's right or wrong. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's fine. And I uh, said that they were all dressed up in black and all of that stuff. And, and back when there were the Boogaloo Boys and all of that. Like, and this friend, he, he and my brother-in-law served time in Vietnam and that. And, but he's total Trumpy. And I said to him, I said, I wrote a whatever text. I said that, don't you think that somebody that was a Trumpy or Boogaloo Boy at the time, I said, that they couldn't have just dressed up looking like a Antifa. <laughs> well, and so that I was mean, when you talk about people saying during the Black Lives Matter, there was there was there were several arrests, including in Chicago and uh, Minneapolis. If you remember, there's a video of a guy wearing like all black and goggles. I think he had an umbrella, too, and he was smashing windows. And he was not he was not part of the marches. He was part of, I don't know if it was like Boogaloo Boys or Proud Boys or whatever, uh, who wanted right. to who, who they were disruptors and wanted to intensify and make it seem more violent as well. I think that was the explosive that was uh, discovered here in Chicago during the Black Lives Matter march as well. Yeah, you know these people they go they go from site to site. These uh, yeah. professional uh, provocateurs, if there you, you go. Call them, and that, yep, and um, taking advantage of a they, situation that's already volatile. Yeah, and they they make it sound like like I think it was in 
in Minnesota or whatever. They were trying to make it sound like it was getting burned down like Dixie or something. Like they torched this town, you know. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what was yeah. that. Was yeah, it's destroyed. That was always my favorite thing. It's Chicago's destroyed. I, I, I see no, I see no, yeah. <laughs> I see no the, evidence of the such. worst since Lizzie Borden's cow. Yeah. But the, the <laughs> um, when you mentioned about uh, Fred McMurray, I'll give you a little. And this ain't from the internet. This is from memory from years back. They said that little known. Did you know that he was at the time one of the richest men in Hollywood? I did not know that. Good for him. Yeah. And then him and you know him and Buffett they each share the same birthday as me. So, but the trouble is they had a little bit more money than I've ever had. So, well, but, th- uh, there you go. Yeah. Some. But anyway. Yeah. And I, that when they were just real quickly, you know, yeah. um, mentioned like when you first came on, if you recall, you know, I was still in a sense of mourning after Dick Case passing. Cause, mm. Because I, you know, I wasn't sure I was going to get into another show. Because, I mean, I poured it all out to get into, you know, with Dick. Because I was there from when they first started him with uh, Jerry Springer to see if he had the chops. And he had it. And then, and in fact, I uh, when the 10th anniversary came, something's got to be done. Nobody was doing nothing. So I sent to Robert Feeder an email about that. And then he did that story where he interviewed Dick. So, yeah. I did my part. For it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now, Feeder ain't here, but somebody could do that for you guys, you and Joan. You know? Well, Feeder, so. Feeder's gone, and uh, and also he preferred uh, to profile uh, white guys. Anyway, let me uh, take a really? break. <laughs> All right, listen. Well, yeah. Merry Christmas, Patty. Yeah. Talk and, to you uh, later. Thanks, Patty. Right, bye. Yep. And Roosevelt, before I go to the break and turn to movies, what did you want to share with us? Hey, thank you for taking my call, my friend. Absolutely. Hey, first of all, have a nice Christmas. Feliz Navidad to you and your family. Say hi to your mom. Yep. Yeah. Um, thank you. Listen, I call about two things. The insurrection. Uh-huh. At a lot of rallies, he said that it's terrible the way they're treating these people. Yep. Now, if they're Antifa, why, are they protect, why is he protecting Antifa? You see what I'm saying? The, they contradict each other. Because they think those people have been set up. They think that the, the law yeah. enforcement, people in law enforcement were luring them in, that it was a trap. I mean, there's so many different uh, explanations and, uh, you know, obfuscating, uh, uh, just a whole lot of craziness. Obfuscating? Obfus- yeah. That's a word. You know, I'll try to pick a, a complicated word, Paul, and then I, I think I can use it, and I, I can't. I can't do it. Are, are you trying to say obfuscation? I think so. I don't even know if I'm using it right. Yeah. But I chose it. I tried to employ it, and it didn't go well. I'm just going to say that right now. Don't ask me to repeat it, because I, I don't think if I think about it, uh, it, it won't sound right. To me. Was I using the right word, Roosevelt? Oh, no, I have to Google it. Go ahead. What? Uh, you know, so you throw everything against the, the wall to see what sticks. That's what it is, Patty. Everything. And here, when it comes down to the insurrection, just listen to what the people said that were Trump supporters, including his family. His own son, Junior, was uh, texting or calling uh, one of the guys in Fox News. I think it was Hannity. He says, you got to tell him to stop because he didn't even have his number, from what I understand. Right. So (laughs) just listen to the things that the way they acted. Right. They saw the same thing we saw, and they came up to the same conclusion, which we did. And the ex-speaker also said. Yes. Originally. Yeah. January 7th. 
yeah. said that it was Trump's fault. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, McConnell, all those guys. Not a lot of Republicans. But you know, Republicans. you know what they've been doing since? You know what they've been doing since? They've been obfuscate. Ob- nope, I don't have it. I, I have it right in front of me, Paul. Obfuscate. Ob- nope, I can't do it. I don't know why. I can't say that word, but they're making it They're making it confusing and, and double talking. And uh, ev- they're being very evasive. <laughs> and and last, the last thing I got to say, Patty, is what came up today. Did you hear about the Michigan? Supposedly that there's a recording of Trump. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Can you can you go? Can you go into more detail because I just. Yeah, basically, basically, said, basically he was saying, he said, he said, we can't let them take the country away from us. Uh, he was telling them not yeah. to validate the votes to the electors. Uh, and it was canvassers. He's like, don't validate these votes. Uh, and he was saying, you know, basically, we'll send some lawyers to take care of this. Uh, just don't uh, validate the votes today. So that was, it. I know. Uh, I, yes, I'm late. I'm going to let you go because we're already late. Go ahead. The last thing I'm going to say is, there's a whole year. There's, there's going to be more stuff that's going to come up from oh, yeah. Trump. Oh, this, yeah. is, this is the end of it. I know. Oh, so, what, so when it has an impact or not, I believe it will on the independents and the young people. That's just me. Your kids. I believe you got one kid that's a, a voting age, yes. right? Yeah. Griffin's going to vote for sure. <laughs> Although so I'm a little worried, he's not going to vote. Three. I'm a little worried a lot of these young folks are not going to vote for Biden. But that's uh, we'll, uh, see, we'll see what happens. Uh, it's their future, Patty. It's I, their future because they're angry. They're angry about Gaza. They're angry about Palestine and, and the war in the Middle East. I know. Uh, we'll, we'll, I know. I know. We'll, we'll see. We've, we've got a lot of work to do ahead of us, Roosevelt. Roosevelt, I want to wish you. you a Merry Christmas. I hope that you have a lovely weekend. Uh, wishing you uh, happiness yeah. and health and, uh, and a wonderful uh, celebration. Okay. And I'm wishing you plenty of tamales. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. I'll work on it. Thanks so much, Roosevelt. Be well. Let's take a break here. When we come back, it's going to be time to talk about movies. I didn't even get to the Supreme Court where they've decided that the, uh, the they've, uh, they're going to go with fair maps. Uh, they're going to be remapping Wisconsin going into the 2024 elections, which is amazing. Congratulations, Wisconsin, and congratulations to all of us. More after this on WCPT 820, Heartland Signal. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. We are going to turn to movies in just a moment. However, being the executive producer of my own show sometimes has its uh, uh, downfalls where my my head gets too filled with too many things. It's a holiday season. It's not an excuse for our guest, Dr. Vincenzo. Am I saying your name correctly, sir? How are you doing, Doc? Good. I'm great. Thanks, Patty. How do I pronounce your last name? Uh, Vicencio. Vicencio, thank you so much for helping me with that. We really do need to check in with you because we are gathering. We are not in the clear when it comes to COVID, and we're seeing an uptick in RSV cases. What can we be? What can we be doing to be safer? Because we don't want to. Like people don't want to mask, but at the same time, there might be situations where we should. Right. Well, first of all, realize what symptoms you're looking for. Okay. So we're calling sinus congestion, fever, cold, up, you know, really terrible colds. Um, make sure that everyone who is sick at least will wear a mask or at least we'll make sure we wash everything down really carefully. Um, for those who are contemplating over the holiday of vaccination, get it. Have everyone in your family who wants you to get a vaccination talk to you and convince you to do it um, because that'll save a lot of head- heartache and headache in the future. 
Um, so we just look out for symptoms, look out, look out for each other, and make sure that people who are sick are taken care of, but they're not exposing themselves and others to at risk. And now I know that, like, I have talked to several people who seem to have an incredibly lingering cold, cough, uh, trouble mm-hmm. with their voice and things like that. And they've tested negative for COVID, but there are, it seems like there are some cases that uh, seem to be more aggressive this season. Is that what you're seeing as well? Uh, we're yeah, we're seeing that the the difference in what we're seeing is that some people may actually be allergies that are popping up that may never have popped up before. Um, the weather is changing, as you know, with global warming. Our weather is not what it was five or six years ago, and so things that are happening in the environment now may not be what we were used to with the old winters when we had hard freezes and things of that sort that took away a lot of the pollen, a lot of the things flying in the air. Um, and so now with the warmer, technically warmer weather we're having, we'll see different things in the airs that we're, that we're not used to. And oh. we're seeing a lot of that uh, differentiating allergies, really bad allergies, versus actual upper respiratory symptoms, upper flu, viral upper respiratory symptoms. What are some of the things we can do? Are antihistamines, if you are generally allergic to many things in the environment, should you be making sure that you're diligent about taking antihistamines like Claritin every day? Uh, and- yeah, antihistamines are good. Um, make sure that you have that you don't have high blood pressure, you don't have uh, severe heart conditions that may cause you not to be able to take things like Sudafed and other things to dry up your sinuses and your congestion. You may want to drink plenty of fluid. Make sure you're putting plenty of fluids, and also make sure that you can gargle with salt water when you have sore, sore throat, so that you can get a lot of that phlegm that's produced out of the back of your throat because that could be really caustic to the tissues back there. I really appreciate it. By the way, we're talking to Dr. Dr. Vicencio, who is with Near North Health, and there is a surge in respiratory illnesses, including influenza, respiratory, what's syntical, so what is RSV? I I didn't even realize what RSV stood for. Tell us a little bit about what syntical, yes. Well, RSV is a a virus, is a a viral condition. Typically, it's seen with with small children, so anyone with little kids has seen RSV. Um, in lately, with the latest pandemic uh, and latest upsurge in viral conditions, it has it has come to lay low a lot of people with chronic medical conditions and chronic respiratory conditions. So we want to really look at that population now because that's the group that the RSV is causing pneumonias and hospitalizations. So and so it's, go ahead. No, and so it's not an old virus. Uh, the kids have had it for years and years and years. They've just been vaccinated against it, and now it's the adults' turn to actually get the brunt of the infections. And you know, this another thing. You know, people have been talking about getting their COVID booster shots. We're not really getting boosters anymore. It's now really the same way we get our flu shots every year. Correct. Well, you have to re- realize the COVID shot for this year is for a new strain. Right. So it is actually different than the COVID vaccinations we got back in 21 and, and 22. So that the new strains are very important because viruses are very tricky organisms. They can change uh, makeup very on a, on, a, on a dime. And so a new strain will require a new a vaccination. Right. And so, you know, we need to get into the habit of getting our yearly yes. COVID shots, our yearly flu shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, yep. and, and, and folks worry about whether or not they can, you know, if it's going to be charged to their insurance company or how much it will cost them. Have we gotten to the point where we've gotten that figured out with COVID-19 shot, shots in particular? Uh, I, I don't want to make a blanket statement about all insurances, but it's, you know, a, it's a considered a really important part of preventative care. 
So those should be uh, all covered by most insurances. Uh, I would check with your insurance company on your, for your benefits. But um, I'd like to also tell people you can get both at the same time. So it's not a problem to get the COVID and the flu shot at the same time. You just have to take the precautions like you should for any vaccination, which is keep well hydrated, uh, make sure that you uh, have time to rest afterwards in case it does uh, have some some uh, side effects on you, um, and make sure that you're all ready to go. And, you know, you can put, like, a, some Tylenol or take a ibuprofen or something for the aches and pains for the next day. And I also want to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, our new neighbors, uh, migrants and asylum seekers. We had a horrifically tragic story earlier this week when a five-year-old mm-hmm. who fell ill mm-hmm. and ultimately was pronounced dead at the hospital. Uh, I know that you are working with uh, with our new neighbors. How, how are we uh, managing their illnesses and need for care? Um, our new neighbors are... Uh are not used to the change in weather, especially the change in weather, changes in weather we have here in the Midwest. So they're experiencing a lot of the conditions that we're talking about now, but because they really have don't have the shelter sometimes and don't have the kind of constitutions that we do as Midwesterners, they're going to feel it. Um, we need to make sure that all that if we do have uh, issues where the kids are sniffling or if they're sneezing or they have upper respiratory symptoms or experience any change in their behaviors or their ability to eat and drink, that they should be uh, brought to a, a, a place for evaluation. Um, our, the migrants we've been seeing have those kind of situations. The kids have to have a different diet, too, so they're not able to take the food that they're used to in the way that they're used to taking them. Um, and, and that's something that we have to watch out for. And, and they are, to a degree, as, as migrants in their groups looking out for that. But sometimes children will have different behaviors, and we have to watch out for those very carefully. And before we uh, before we go, and again, thank you so much for your patience. I know we're we're much later than uh, we had intended to have this conversation. Uh, we, again, we're talking to Dr. Daniel Vincencio, who is the uh, the Near North Health Interim Chief Medical Officer. How can folks find out more about getting health care through Near North Health? Uh, through Near North Health, you can call any one of our nine sites located throughout the city of Chicago. Uh, we, are, we are a federally qualified health center, which means we will accept patients uh, irregardless of the ability to pay. And if you don't have insurance, we have sliding scale uh, fees to cover you. Um, and we're one of a number of federally qualified health center organizations throughout the city of Chicago with just that mission in different areas of the, of the city. And everyone, again, that's nearnorthhealth.org. Uh, doctor, thank you so much for making sure that people have this information and doing the work that you do. Uh, we wish you a wonderful holiday season and we'd love, look forward to talking to you in the new year, my friend. Absolutely. And same to you and all your listeners. Thanks, Patty. Thank you. Have a great night and a wonderful weekend. Let's take a, a quick you thank Bye-bye. you. Let's take a quick break. We're talking movies when we come back. So if you're gathering with your family, uh, you know, and you're having, a, make sure you got your vaccinations. You're eating healthy. Get staying hydrated and uh, getting some popcorn. More after this on WCPT eight twenty Heartland Signal. Let's get right to it. It's time to talk movies. I've got a full house in the studio, and I've been promoting this uh, all uh, you know all day. We've been talking about uh, all week. We've been talking about holiday movies. I had Leo Brady, a movie guy in studio, who joined us uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Mike Crowley uh, from you'll probably agree reviews in oh, studio folks. with us. He was here with us last week, and he's brought his mom with us as well. Hey, Mama I'm, Crowley! I'm taking her oh. to see "It's a Wonderful Life" for Christmas. It's uh, the one time of year I get to see the family, so yeah, ran over, picked her up, and we're gonna go. See 
see. We've seen it together before, so we're gonna we're gonna see it again. <laughs> Do you? So as as a, I have a, I have a twenty year old and an eighteen year old, and people always tell me, you know, you're an adorable mom, or do you hate being called an adorable mom? Because you really, like, you are, you're a textbook adorable she mom. Is. I'm just saying. Oh, that's very kind. Thank you so much. I, mean, no, I don't mind. <laughs> I'll take it. You are incredibly adorable. I mean, like, I mean, if I was casting a movie uh, of, of, like, I need an adorable mom, you would be yeah. on my, I would be like, yeah, oh, that's it. You. Nailed it. My family's height, like, really makes it work, too, because she's short, too. <laughs> that's not why. Yeah, it is. Uh, did, you know, did, we, did, we're like Oompa Loompas oh. in my family. How tall are you, Leo? You're pretty tall. Six two, yeah. yeah. And my mom is five eleven. I got, I got my Holy height from cats. I got my my height from my mom's side. All right. So yeah, so it's like, uh, but she's an adorable mom as well. Right? So I get what you're saying. Oh, my mom is. By the way, my mom is also adorable. I mean, people. Uh, yeah. Who now, Mama Crowley? Who would you say is the shortest person in your family? Because because your son just said that there's you're a bunch of oompa loompas. Because my aunt Pat is about four, my aunt Pat is like four foot. She's five shy, is yeah. what they say. Five oh shy. yeah. yeah. Uh, so is my, my sister Alejandra. daughter. Your daughter. My daughter, who has hands that are so small, they're almost childlike. She can do the most intricate work because she has tiny hands. Oh, interesting. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Is it going to be a festive holiday for you guys? Oh yeah, <laughs> always. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're celebrating uh, Christmas stuff this weekend with some of my wife's family, and then Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, all of that. All yeah. that. And you told me that your goal every year is to see twenty-five new. Holiday movies, is yes. this correct? Yes. Wow. How are we doing this year? Uh, we're doing okay. We're yeah. up to like 15. We're going to okay. have to do a little bit of catch up. But, All right. So with that then, you know, we're getting you, there. do you have any new favorites in this 15? Not really. <laughs> Not really. See, that's the problem with Chris's yes. movies. It's like yeah. Cheery doesn't work dramatically, yeah. and it kind of gets boring after a while. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, this is the scene where they, you know, get together back with a family, or yeah. this is the scene where they set up the Christmas lights, and it's just so familiar. It's yes, just and they, yeah, these Netflix movies and Disney Plus movies that they're putting on that are Christmas oh, movies. They're yeah. just they're not they're not putting a, enough effort in 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 my opinion. There's a new diary of a wimpy kid Christmas movie on mm. Disney Plus which was okay it's an animated film my son and I we and he enjoyed it more than I did okay. and that's okay. usually how that goes so <laughs> did you happen to see the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas I special I saw it last year I enjoyed I it I haven't that seen that one yet yeah. yeah okay yeah. yeah so it's like yeah sometimes the those like shorter ones where they're like quick one offs work better than the you know the Lindsay Lohan's you know Christmas movie that they came out <laughs> on it, Netflix last year Falling for Christmas Falling for Christmas yeah it was like, I've seen it yeah. Mama Crowley I, oh, I've I seen don't it. watch these, ho- these yeah. Hallmark horny movies yeah. oh well she does all the time do you really do you yeah. 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 Hallmark's on and have you seen uh, a Castle for Christmas with, Car- with Carrie Elwes and Brooke Shields it's on Netflix no. it's a cute one it's in, it's about I, I'm a fan of that one yeah. I, I think oh. the scale has slides okay. so much that that one passes as a good Christmas Movie. And Brooke Shields is remarkably fun to watch yeah. in that movie. Yeah, yeah I, totally. I, Mama Crowley, I'm just saying, this weekend, <laughs> A Castle for Christmas. A Castle for Christmas. Again, uh, the, the bar is low. It doesn't fair. take much to be a good Christmas movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, that's why I like unconventional Christmas movies, like yeah. Batman Returns. People are like, I, that's we talked a about Christmas that. movie. Patty and I talked Sorry. about that. Sorry, oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, because it, it is in the movie. So there is a metric by which we decide if a movie qualifies as a Christmas movie. So Die Hard. 
yep. yep. qualifies as a Christmas movie. Lethal mm-hmm. Weapon qualifies as a Christmas movie. Yes. Lethal Weapon, yeah, really. It oh, starts yeah, it, that's right. Yeah. yeah, a thousand percent. Right. They they start with Mel Gibson in the uh, not with the of course there's the girl. I mean it's Christmas music when she's snorting the coke and falls off the balcony. <laughs> yeah, and what, sorry, Mama Crowley. The yeah. just, <laughs> but he does get together with Danny Glover's family at the yeah, end. Yeah, and exactly. He finds a new family with him. Right. Exactly. Yeah. See. Yeah. Christmas movie. redemption. There's redemption <laughs> in this movie. Just like Batman Returns, like uh, Bruce Wayne doesn't have his parents, right. but he finds a strayed cat that's kind of alone like him. Yeah. And he says, you know what? Merry Christmas, Alfred, to all men. <laughs> looks at the cat, looks up, thinks about Catwoman and woman. And then you see Catwoman's head pop up. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. The end of the film. There you go. Yeah. And and by the way, uh, I think that her origin story is the for me is the best of all the Catwomen. I think that Michelle Pfeiffer kills it yes. as Catwoman. Where where the the cats magically turn her into a cat by like biting her fingers when she <laughs> fell out of the balcony. She's yes. like a corpse. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's cool. So it's here's cool the thing. Visually. Do you know about cats like their canine? teeth mm. there's a they, they so they have a vein that runs through that that so when they bite into something to kill it yeah they can sense when the heart stops beating wow. i buy a thousand percent that those cats made her so cat they run. gave her nine lives for sure <laughs> yeah. 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 they had to yeah no look at have you have you seen a cat's tooth like they have a line that's a it's like a it can detect the heart yeah, yeah. yeah so i'm like just saying it also can release right? yeah well we've talked about this i have six cats so i am you know uh, what I'm talking yeah, about. So oh, wow. I, I have to uh see if this is actually Leo, I don't know if we should have learned that about you. Oh, Crowley, what do you think? Six cats. That's a lot of cats. That's, That's a, a lot, lot of litter. We That's make a, it work. We make it work. You, what kind of litter do you use? Okay, it's not for another time. Another yeah, time. I'm going to remember time. the six We'll talk cats. off air. Yes. <laughs> so you're going to see It's a Wonderful Life at the yeah. Music Box, which yeah. is a wonderful theater. And, uh, you know, I love, look, I love Frank Crapper. I, when Biden, no, when Obama was running in uh, against Romney, yeah. uh, I was in Erie, Erie, Pennsylvania, and like, there was like one little tiny Obama office and I stopped and I saw it because there were so many conservatives in that town who were like yelling at me about, you know, taxes and, you know, why do we got to pay for this? and Why do we got to pay for that? And yeah, I was yeah. like, and it was around the holidays. I'm like, do you like It's a Wonderful Life? Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, remember that scene where, every, where there's a run on the banks and he doesn't have the money yeah. and they're all going to, they all going to want to go to Potter because he's, uh, am I spoiling this for you guys? You're going to go see it. <laughs> no, the movie's like, how old I am? I don't think you can spoil it. Yeah. But I'm like, that, but that's what it means to live in the kind of country we envision is that we sure. invest in yeah. each other. There's mm-hmm. a reason why Martini has his bar, why these folks could build their homes, because we all took a, pulled our money to invest in each other's community. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to have Potterville. Yeah. Right. Well, that's, that's what made George Bailey so great, was that yes. he was giving towards other people, and even when he was at his lowest point, you yeah. know, that's when people came and supported him because he did well by them. I mean, the movie is really, I was watching the behind-the-scenes stuff because I happened to stumble across a 4K of it when I was shopping yesterday and bought it. Awesome. I just had to. Yeah. And like that this was this was made right after Frank Capra and uh Jimmy Stewart got out of the war. And they wanted they didn't want to make something that was yeah. serious and about the war and how you know bad things were. They wanted to make something uplifting and about humanity. And that's how that movie kind of came yeah. so to good. spring. But it didn't it wasn't successful when it came no. out. Right. It was it wasn't until it fell into the public domain and then it was rerunning on television that people discovered it and I think Frank Capra said that was like his favorite film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it, it's it's an incredible film. It's yeah. it's one of my favorites. When I started doing screenwriting about fifteen years ago, my my writing partner and I that's like our our vision was to 
bright Frank Capra-esque films. Like yeah. Mr. Smith goes to Washington, Meet John Doe, which I also think I is... I love Meet John Doe. Unbelievable yeah. film. The, his movies are... I don't are, think I've seen this oh, one. You guys are giving me uh, new it's movies dark. to add to the list. Oh, yeah. it's dark. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's about how we like build up and tear down figures. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's uh, Gary Cooper and Barbara Stanwyck. Oh, love it. Already. Yeah. Such a great movie. Just great, one of the best. Great pair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, let's get, there's another a holiday classic. Uh, Jim in Chicago wants to join us. Hey, Jim, what movie do you want to talk about? Merry Christmas, everybody. My favorite line in any Christmas movie is the Charles Dickens uh, Christmas Carol. When they come into Ebenezer's office, they said, have you got any money for the poor? He goes, are there no prisons? Are there no workhouses? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then at the end, when he, uh, the, the ghost of uh, uh, the future shows him when he's dead, he kicks the bucket and they've got his clothes in the, in the room and they're selling the blanket that he died in. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> when the guy's buying his stuff <laughs> yeah. in the room, the room that he died in. And he says, you actually took the drapes down and the rings and everything? She says, yeah, yeah. He goes, oh, I went a couple of bucks. And then they showed him the blanket. And he goes, oh, I don't want to touch that. He died in that. He says, oh, well, it's brand new. And he, they were going to bury him in it if I, did, if I didn't sell it to you. But that's uh, that line is uh, terrific. And, you and know? you're, talking about, the, and, and, you're talking about the classic uh, Christmas Carol, Dickens. right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Dickens, Charles Dickens' is no, Christmas but Carol. But nothing, nothing's changed in 200 years. There's still the prisons and the workhouses. They're still, still in existence. You know? <laughs> I'm just saying there's, there's so many incarnations of so this movie. Versions. From Scrooge mm-hmm. to Muppets. Yep. To, yeah. I mean, obviously, the, the classic, I think, yeah, that you're but, talking about. Yeah, yeah, there's so many great Well, he wrote it. I mean, he wrote it. Charles Dickens wrote it in about 1850. Yeah. He's yeah. a short for dull, and he and he wrote that real quick, uh, real quick, like. But that line is classic. You know, are there no prisons? Are there no workhouses? You know? yeah. It is still the same today. Anyway, you guys have a great Christmas. Merry thank Christmas, Jim. Thank Christmas you so you. much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I'm trying to think of other because we also want to turn a little bit to the top movies of uh, 2023. 20, oh, I don't know. Maybe we just because let's do it. How do I pronounce your friend's name, Terry? Tarek. Yeah. Tarek. Tarek. Yeah. Tarek, Tarek, Tarek yeah. I should have asked off the air. Hey, Tarek, you're on with Hi. Mike Crowley and Leo Brady and Mama Hi. Crowley, because I forgot her first name. I apologize, Mama Crowley. Oh, <laughs> Tarek, how you doing? Good. Hi. How are you doing, Mike and Leo? Happy holidays. Same, sure. same, same to you, morning. bud. And, and I will say, um, you know, this has been one ride of movies, and now on the topic of holiday movies, um, what I was doing before before deciding this line was um, I was revisiting some nostalgia looking up old commercials because the, because mm. I've already watched like so many times and we're not even experts yet. I've been rewatching Home Alone and Home Alone 2. But mm, then when I course. look back at that, I'm thinking, I'm thinking I want to, I wish we were back in the era when VHS was such a thing, because mm. when I look back at the old, at the old ads they would do, I'm just thinking, wow, there was so much more innovate. There's, there was like so much, nostalgia to Home Alone back then of the souvenirs that they would sell back in a day and whatnot. But I'm just thinking, watching those films on the big screen, and I've listened, and when we talked about Christmas, when I heard the term Christmas movies, I have seen Die Hard on the big screen this year, and I've seen Batman Returns on the big oh, screen this no, year. There you and, go. <laughs> and, 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 and I will say, I know people argue this, but Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It totally yeah. is. Yeah. Absolutely. Kind of thing. <laughs> 
Yeah, and more, so, of, the, yeah, more and of those unconventional uh, Christmas yeah. movies are getting put back in theaters now. Yeah. Eyes wide shut. Oh. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yes, Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut does take place during Christmas. It's about a family <laughs> who's getting torn apart because there's so much attraction elsewhere. But in the end, unconventional. Uh, Tom right? Cruise and his wife learn to get together. On the holidays, there you go. with their kids, and it ends and, with them Christmas shopping for the kid. And, and, and I will say, even like, like you know, like when you have when you're in the t- tune of the holidays, like Christmas films and whatnot. But I just feel, you know, like like when you watch something like like Die Hard on the big screen, kind of thing. There's just always that the joyful tune is is the fact that it's Christmas Eve, and that is that is that that is what what solidifies. It as 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 a fun Christmas jam on right. like on a traditional basis for me for sure and for many others as well. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, but by the way, who has their office party on Christmas Eve? I'm just yeah, that's, not, a, that's mm. a flaw right there. I'm just yeah. saying, yeah, it's a little bit of a flaw. Yeah, I mean, usually it's like you know the Thursday a couple weeks before. And sometimes yeah. after, after now, oh, now oh, yeah. January. Yeah. Who wants to go on Christmas yeah. Eve? Yeah. Some people yeah. go out for Christmas with their family at Christmas right. Eve. Travel, so, right. yeah, all yeah. the things. But that's neither here nor there. I yeah. remember when I was in Los Angeles, there was a hotel down the street from the. the Takahaki. Is it, well, how, how do, oh, uh, the Nakatami. Nakatami Naka, 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 Plaza. Yeah. yeah. Nakatami Plaza. Nakatami Plaza. I have selfies in front of that building. Oh, you do? Like, yeah, it's, oh, it's, very, it's very distinguishable. I, mean, I was going to say, yeah. yeah you can see that it's that building. Legendary. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, I, I enjoy that movie. So, uh, By the way, so is Die Hard 2. Right. Isn't I yeah. also I believe so. Yes. Yeah. And it had snow in it this time around. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the best is when they censor it instead of saying "yippee ki yay" and I can't say the other two words. Yeah, they, yeah, they they turn it into "yippee ki yay" and then it just turns into like some guy who sounds like Schwarzenegger going, "Mr. Falcon." And, oh no! <laughs> like and, Mr. Falcon, and, where did I get that from? <laughs> And, and 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 Mike. One thing I will say is, you know, when when if someone always says, "Oh, what makes what makes Die Hard a Christmas movie?" I just want to say, "Yippee Kaye on Christmas Eve." That's where it's at. It's Die Hard for sure. Totally. <laughs> that's where the nostalgia relies. <laughs> there you go. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna go to a break, uh, Tarek. And what yep. uh, before we go to the break? Uh, and I don't know if you want to stay on the line, but do you want to give us a couple of your top movies, and uh, we'll see when we come back uh, what, what sure. Mike and what Mike and uh, Leo think. Uh, sure. Yeah, I'll do that definitely. All yeah, right. yeah awesome. Right. All right, stand by. Nice. Let's uh, let's take a break here. We're hanging out with uh, Mama Crawley. Remind me your first name. Yeah, Anna. It went in one ear and out the other. There was too many things going on. I was forgetting about guests. I had new <laughs> guests. I got people on the phone. We're hanging out with Anna Crowley with uh, Mike Crowley. Uh, they're going to see It's a Wonderful Life on the big screen at the Music Box Theater. I'm guessing you already have tickets. I shouldn't say it too mm-hmm. much because then otherwise people yeah. will buy your tickets. That would be terrible. <laughs> Leo Brady from a movie guy. So it's ypareviews.com for mm-hmm. Mike Crowley. Ypareviews.com. It's you'll probably agree mm-hmm. review uh, dot com yep yep you know, YPA Central, you'll probably agree you got it <laughs> excellent and uh, Leo Brady a movie guy yeah is it at movieguy.com it is excellent yeah. and Tarek do you, Tarek do you want to tell us your website uh, or handle uh, yes movie uh, yes movies with Tarek.com and I also write for positively Naperville <laughs> oh so, wonderful yeah. all right stand by everybody we'll take a break here when we come Thank back you. we'll continue the conversation WCPT 820 Heartland Signal and hey everybody hello in Minneapolis St. Paul listening on KTNF 950 AM we talked about you guys in the last hour because I am obsessed with the Fargo series uh, so I'm just saying I hope that doesn't bother oh, yeah. you more in a moment 
Hey there, it's your guy, Warren Price from European and U.S. Collision Repair, a division of Technicraft Body Shops. We specialize in automobile and truck repair as well as normal automobile maintenance. With our highly skilled technicians and environmentally friendly materials, we strive for quality. Call 773-248-1200. That's 773-248-1200 or europeanus.com. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We've been talking holiday movies with our movie reviewers, Leo Brady, a movie guy. You can go to movieguy.com. Mike Crowley from, you'll probably agree, reviews.com, yep. YPA, YPA reviews.com. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, and our yep. friend Tar, our new friend Tar, Tarek. On the line, who does uh, oh. who also has Hello. a website. Hi, Tarek. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. I'm just, just still getting into the holiday nostalgia and still figuring out how many reviews I'm going <laughs> to write for next year. As many as us are, I feel like writer's block comes and goes. When we're diehard movie fanatics, we just keep going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me start here because yeah. uh, Ann Crowley is also in studio, um, Mike's mom. Do you have do you, Have you been able to see a lot of movies this year? Because it feels it's been a no. weird movie year. <clears throat> no, she doesn't don't. see. A lot of movies. I don't think you see a lot. <laughs> Too of much movies, running right? around. Yeah. yeah, too busy. <laughs> see, and I don't. I haven't been to the movie theater. I don't think I went to the movie theater once in 2023. Not once did I go. Wow. Did you get a chance to go to the movie theater? A couple times with him. He took me to some premieres. I think I took you to. So, what did I take you? I took you to Ghostbusters, fact, like way back. Way, no, we did the Greek wedding thing. Oh, that's uh, right. I took how you to was my that? Greek, Greek, Greek wedding three. Well, Greek wedding? I'm Greek. It was fun. It was fun. Should I show her picture? I hung out with Nia Verdalis when I was in Los Angeles oh, really? a couple weeks ago. Oh, awesome. Wow. With her and her new boyfriend, which she's now become public with. She's divorced now. I'm so oh, sorry. I don't yeah. want to bring this to you. <laughs> I don't know if she's going to make uh, my big fat Greek divorce, but yeah. she is now that would lovely. Be a sequel. She's very lovely. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So let's start with, uh, let's start with Leo. Yes. Uh, I know we did a few of your top 10 movies. Yeah. Let's give it, give us some of your highlights. Uh, my, you know, my highlights is it, I think it was a really great year of movies. I think yeah. you know, with Oppenheimer and Barbie bringing everything back, making fans get out to the theaters again, it was a huge year. And uh, yes, it was a very tough year for superhero movies, but it was a great year for original movies, mm-hmm. and I think that's really important for cinema. Yeah, Excellent. I think yeah. people are getting tired of comic book films, and thank God, thank God that yes. bad is starting to go away. Yeah. When they say Aquaman's closing out the DCU, I'm like, oh, thank God it's yeah. going away. I yeah, so can't take it anymore. Yeah, so I mean, I think like there's a lot to celebrate. There's a lot to celebrate this year. I think it's a very, uh, you know, unique collection of movies that, especially that, that I feel I have for my top ten. It was really hard to, you know, it's always, it's silly, right? Your top ten list ultimately at the end of the year, it doesn't really matter, but it, it is something to celebrate the movies that you saw and, and that, you know, made an impact for, for me personally. Do you mm-hmm. have, because we've talked about, you mentioned Oppenheimer and, yeah. uh, and Barbie. Uh, are there ones that, w- that you are would surprise people with that no one's heard of or that uh, people should know more about? Yeah, definitely. There's a movie that actually is number nine on my list that got a very uh, minimal theatrical release. 
it is an animated film. It's called mm. Robot Dreams. It's from mm. Neon Distribution. Um, oh yeah, it, it yeah. was it was such a uh, unique movie to me because I had n- heard nothing about it. And, you know, as Mike knows, during the award season, we get all these press screenings and we get all these screener links and things. And, I, and, and, and yeah, and I was like, what is this Robot Dreams? And it's this animated film in basically it's set in sort of the 90s. But mm. it, and it's in America. It's like but instead of people. Everybody is animals, so oh. you've got uh, the main character is a dog, and he his character is just known as Dog, and he's a lonely guy. You s- sort of see him eating nachos and just relaxing, and he buys a robot companion, and the what? robot companion becomes his best friend. and And this movie is void of all dialogue; it has no wow. dialogue, and it is just. I'm it, sorry. Yeah, no dialogue. So it's just the two of them communicating through like. Glances and looks and things of that nature. Okay. The animation's gorgeous. It is this beautiful film about about connection and having your your somebody to get along with. And it came out of left field for me, and uh, I highly recommend it. It's directed by Pablo Pablo Berger is the name of the director, and uh, I hope more people get to see it if it's available on on demand. And in those aspects, I I say one hundred percent check it out. Yeah, we're spoiled. They gave us like a big uh, box of DVDs. Yeah, and I think that was like the last one on there. There was a yeah. cartoon. Yeah, I was like, is this the boy and the Huron? No. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah, I gotta see it now. Yeah, totally. I mean. It it was, okay. it, it's such a beautiful film. Uh, you know, it, it kind of reminds me, uh, it, it very much reminded me of another film that's in my top 10, which is Past Lives. Mm. That was a movie that a lot of people loved. That movie yeah. has been uh, in my top 10. Honestly, it was at number one up until like the last. You know, couple couple months of, of the year. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, a movie directed by uh, Celine Song. It was her. It was one of the big winners at Sundance this year, and it's been a part of the conversation all year, all year for movies. Uh, it's also one of the most romantic and one of the most beautiful mm-hmm. movies of the, of yeah, the year as well. And yeah. heartbreaking too. Heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's really it's it's about two people who they, they're they're friends as kids. They end up, you know, she ends up immigrating to America. He ends up staying in Korea. Uh, they they eventually sort of reconnect in college. And, you know, the movie is very much about what if I chose to stay in one place and be with that person versus mm-hmm. going off to a new place and ending up with the person that I fell in love with and got married with. It really has. Um, I feel like we're visiting some of those. Stories. Like everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once. Have yeah. a little bit of that. Like yeah. the different mm-hmm. versions of who you are. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Do, you, do you ever see the movie Sliding Doors? Yeah, there's yeah, one of that, Paltrow, like, yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's elements of that, like what if. Very much so, and, and, and it really is, as Mike said, it's heartbreaking, but it's also poignant and and, and lovely. It's just yeah. a very beautiful okay. film. It's yeah. just so yeah. realistic how they play it out, their relationship. It doesn't feel overly dramatic. There's not like a scene where someone's screaming or crying. Yeah. The only time the tears come cool. are at the very end, and we end up falling in tears, too. But yeah, yeah I I think we both had uh-huh. that on our list was Past Lives got to my number four in my top ten, wow. actually. Yeah, yeah oh, it's oh, my number oh. five, yeah. yeah. And, and Tarek? And I'm, I'm going to announce Past Lives. Past Lives made, uh, made number two on my list because wow. that was because, right. because, here, because that was probably one of the most humanistic experiences I've seen, where it's like disconnect and connection being found again. But in terms of top films, like I usually would make 
a top 10 list, but now I'm going to the top 20 because I feel just each year the amount of films I see only gradually increases. And going forward, um, like even with top films, the one film that truly still speaks to me, kind of, and this one is number three on my list, um, kind of thing, I mean, I haven't really shared my list in order, but Blackberry, because Blackberry, mm, directed by yeah, Matt mm. Johnson, j- just the time frame of how we're in the world of these phones, seeing a new development, but then the business end and the CEO end all kind of comes to this really boiling turmoil, which is a true story. And I'm just thinking, wow, the modern world we live in now, and now we're looking at it back in the day, how the technological side, we, like, we, like they, we weren't all that ready for it. And, yeah. and the writing of that film is just thought-provoking, it's brilliant, and it's kind of one of those things where it's like time is of the essence. The time's not going to be complete, and it's funny, it's straightforward, kind of dark comedy in some, but to the extent of true realism. And that's why BlackBerry keeps speaking to me, especially as someone who's a technology nerd on a daily basis. Like, that was, that is, BlackBerry is just unforgettable, for sure. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And Mike, what's your what's your take on uh, this year's top ten movies? Oh, well, well, let's see. I know when we were doing it, I went to ten Killers of the Flower Moon, which eh, it, it's almost like not on the list, because I don't remember it as much as I as I thought I would. There's a lot of aspects that they could have explored that they didn't, but uh, more on that later. Four <laughs> Things was my number nine. Number eight was Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Number seven, The Zone of Interest. Number six was Dream Scenario. And I think we stopped at number five last time, which was The Holdovers, which is actually a holiday film. Yeah, with yeah. Uh, Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Paul Giamatti. Uh, I love him. Uh, yeah, th- there's a new Alec- young Alexander man. Payne never disappoints. <laughs> well, he did with downsizing, but he's he's come back from that. Uh, so that, I... I, I, I agree with you on that completely, Mike, but, but honestly, Alexander Payne always finds light in the strange places, and he does it correctly. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And there's also just an amazing uh, performance by Dominic Sessa. I think it was like his first like performance that he he's like done in a feature film, and it really shines through, because this film is about a kid. He's going through a high school prep school, and it's the holidays, and all the other kind of like rich kids around him, they're going to get off for the holiday and be with their families but he doesn't he's not rich he doesn't have a family he's on his own and he kind of forms a family with Paul Giamatti and Divine Joy I Randolph. heard she's amazing by the way from Murders in yeah. the Building she yeah. plays a detective uh, yeah, <laughs> unbelievable yeah yeah yeah, yeah I love her yep. yeah yeah, the relationship they build has just amazing chemistry on film. And the thing that I love that Alexander Payne does with his movies is he's kind of very realistic with how he depicts things. Like, there's a scene where uh, Dominic Sessa, who plays Angus, uh, he jumps in a gymnasium onto something and, like, breaks his arm. Yep. And then they got to drive him over there. Like, that scene probably usually wouldn't happen. He'd probably rebel and we celebrate, but instead he ends up hurting himself. There's just so many elements of this movie that works that actually gets you in the Christmas spirit, which is weird because Alexander Payne said the fact that people are calling this a Christmas movie, he says it makes him nauseated. Really? <laughs> yeah, but I can't help but... Oh, so look at it that way. Why do you make a movie about people getting together on Christmas during the holidays? Right. Separated it's always then? going yeah. to be a holiday movie. And especially that ending. Oh, my God. Paul Giamatti has such a winning moment in the ending. I, I yes. can't say what it is. Yeah. But, oh, and, I love that. Very good. And, 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 Mike, I will say, you know, I do 
appreciate holdovers because I feel in a way Giamatti's performance correlates so much to sideways from 2004, the time where it's like finding positive, doing the right thing in moments when he truly doesn't want to. And Giamatti is just always so faithful in that mm, direction right. as, a, as an actor, truly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I found out That's recently funny. his dad was like the president of Yale or something like that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I will tell you, Paul yeah. Giamatti, the first, uh, I, I didn't remember him. He has a small scene in My Best Friend's Wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's the, uh, the, 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 you know, the, the porter or whatever brings her bags and oh yeah, and she, yeah. Gets her, she has her wedding ring stuck on her finger. Uh, Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was in the negotiator with uh, with um, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Jackson, yes, Space, yeah, yeah, which is actually a I Chicago think, movie. Yeah. It's good. Yes, I mean, Kevin it's Spacey a good Chicago movie. Yeah, yeah. Paul Giamatti's like, stop saying no, MF-er. <laughs> yeah. I remember Paul Giamatti oh, yeah. in the Truman Show. Yeah, he was like one of the technicians there, and he's just like, don't hold back the rain when they're trying to rain out uh, Jim Carrey. When he's finding the end of the set that he's actually living on, yeah, he is all in on everything he yeah. does. Yeah. yeah, great actor, John Adams. Oh yes, my yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, let's take a uh, let's take a quick break. He, oh wait, hold on a second. Someone's got uh, Nick from the seven seven three in Chicago wants to join us. Hold on, let me make sure that I've got Tyler locked in. Hey, Nick, what's on your mind, my friend? Hi. Um, first time doing this. I I uh, I, I know that. People you have on there know what they're talking about, uh, but the plot's wrong. The kid was left at school because his mom wanted to bang her new husband. Yeah, she left. She left cash in the Christmas card. I mean, it was heartbreaking. Right. Um, I really related because uh, you know I I grew up in the seventies. You know, brown appliances. My parents OD'd on everything avocado. Um, <laughs> I had carpeting you know, in my every- kitchen, you guys. Yeah. I had carpeting in my Ooh. kitchen in the 70s. <laughs> sure. <Just saying>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not in the bathroom like some people, but still. Yeah, ahead, yeah, the, yeah. Holdovers, the holdovers does capture that. That's for sure. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't. You didn't. I don't know if I heard, if I missed that part of this. Now I have to see it tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You really, it's 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 darling, and and Paul, he's brilliant. The woman that's also brilliant um, is the cook. I forgot her name. Divine Joy um, Randolph. Yeah. Pardon me, Divine Joy Randolph. Yes. Yeah. I've never seen her before, um, but the part when and I and. Not to laugh, but he was like, somebody pay attention to me when he jumped into the, where he injured himself. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the scene when, um, oh, please understand, you know, uh, just stay there. Awful. Yeah. 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 But definitely go see it. Hey, Nick, is this your, I think, I feel like this is your first time ever calling the show. Is it? Yeah. Well, I need you to do me a favor because it is first time or Friday. And even though we did the segment back at 530, I want to give you a gift card for calling in and joining our conversation. Because I don't, I don't want this to be the last time you call in the show. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So we've got some great gift Oh, cards. that's so yeah. nice. Absolutely. Well, I tell you what. I stumbled upon uh, WCPT and I thought, oh, my God, make America smart again. I could, I could <laughs> you know, participate in this. <laughs> and, you know, my, How long have you been listening? Pardon me? How long have you been listening to the station? When did you find us? Um, well, 
when Norman Goldman, when I first, oh. when I moved back to Chicago, mm. yeah. which was in 2014, and um, my relationship <laughs> fell apart, my mom got really sick, drama, trauma. Um, so uh, I started listening to him, and I tell you, even then, he's like, we the people, we need to pay attention yeah. to what's going on. Yeah, and every election, and and especially judges, and I'm thinking, oh Christ, man, he was absolutely correct. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he's <laughs> great, great host. And yeah, uh, uh, what's his name, Dick? Um, Dick Hay. Yeah. Oh, I know. and I had no idea. Um, you know, the impact. A friend of mine said, "Oh yeah, he's there. He's it was this when he was still alive." And of course, Joan. I grew up with Joan. My mom passed away in June, um, oh. but we were big fans. Um, and she did. You know, the circuit. Mm-hmm. You know, being on TV. Yeah. Um, I love Stephanie Miller's show. Um, and so I was just listening to your show. Um, and. Um, I'm glad for the gift. Thank you. Absolutely. We look forward to hearing from you again, Nick. Have a wonderful right. holiday. And you. Thank you. And happy holidays, everybody. Happy right. holidays. Stand by. Don't hang up. Don't hang up because Paul's going to get your information. Sure. Thank you so much, Nick. Let's take a quick break here, and we'll continue our conversation with Tarek, with uh, with our friend Leo and Mike Crowley and Mama Crowley Anna. More in a moment <laughs> on WCPT 820. Heartland Signal. We're talking movies. Oh, and KTNF 950 AM, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. All right, I don't think we're going to be able to get to everyone's top 10. We're in the studio with Leo Brady of MovieGuide.com, Mike Crawley, YPAReviews.com. That stands for You'll Probably Agree, mm-hmm. Reviews.com. On the line, we have uh, Tarek. Can you remind everybody your web- your website? Hello, I'm Tarek Fiumi, and I, um, my site is movieswithtarek.com, and I also contribute with uh, Positively Naperville. So, yes. Excellent. So, I've got... But my main site is... Is... Yeah, my main site is movieswithtarek.com. Excellent. So, yeah. All right, Tarek, you've got 30 seconds to give us whatever, you, right. want to tell, whatever you want to tell us. All right. So, I'm just going to say, basically, the one film that spoke to me this year truly, and I did not... I walked in not expecting much... Saltburn. Saltburn is one of the mm. most unexpected and visualizing experiences I've had in ages. It is an experience where the outcomes are won by surprise, a performance by Barry Keoghan that is haunting and exhilarating, and it is a setting where good aspects go down a dark rabbit hole in a sinister direction, and the director of Promising Young Woman, Emerald Fennell, strikes again with a thriller filled with shocks and awe. Saltburn is one of the most thought-provoking and Daring films of the year, from my perspective, truly. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. That, that grave scene. I don't want to give it away. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when Barry Cogan's getting very close to a grave. Yeah. And uh, right. yeah, I can go through my top 10 really quickly. Okay. Um, number 10 is uh, Ridley Scott's Napoleon. Number nine yeah. is Robot Dreams, as we talked about. Number eight is John Wick, Chapter 4. Yes. Uh, New Year's Day, by the way. Number seven mm-hmm. is Sofia Coppola's Priscilla. Oh, yeah. Number eight is the film. Eileen. Number five, or excuse me, number six is Eileen. Excuse me. Number five is Past Lives. Number four is Poor Things. Number three is Killers of the Flower Moon. And number two is Ava DuVernay's Origin, a movie I hope a lot of people will go and see. Mm. And number one is 
Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer, my favorite movie yeah. of the year. Yeah, share the same yeah. number one. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you guys same are number all one year too. All three of you. Oppenheimer rules. Yeah. All right. So Oppenheimer yeah. is an experience you have to have in a cinema. You yes. have to. In yeah. seventy millimeter. If you haven't seen that in seventy millimeter, you should be ashamed of yourself. But you still got time to do it. I'm just joking. Excellent. <laughs> Go yeah. ahead, Mike. Okay, so number ten, Killers of Flower Moon. Nine, Poor Things. Eight, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. Seven, The Zone of Interest. Ooh, that was a haunting one. All right, six, Dream Scenario. Uh, five, uh, The Holdovers. Four, Past Lives. Three, The Iron Claw. Two, Maestro. And one is Oppenheimer. It's the bomb. Yeah. What can I say? Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> All right. thank you so much, Tarek. Uh-huh. I, I, you know, Tarek, well, uh, well, we would love to have you on again sometime. We've got to run. Uh, thank you so much to all for of you. Sure. Check out their websites thank for their top so ten. Uh, Ann Crowley, it was a pleasure to meet you. Thank uh, you. Th- I wish you the most wonderful holiday. Enjoy thank the film so tonight. And yeah. uh, everyone, be well. Whiskey yes. Cookie starts in about uh, two minutes, everybody. So have a good night. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, everybody. Thank you, folks. Bye. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Mike Christmas. Mike Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Mike Creeps up next with Devil's Advocate, followed by my, 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 Matt McNeil. Good night.